0: This KPCT podcast sponsored by Karen Pryor Academy for animal training and behavior. Get the details on our professional dog trainers program. We develop, certify and support excellent teachers and trainers. Visit www.karenprioracademy.com or call 800-472-5425. That's 800-472-5425. We had a terrific opening uh, that many people buzzing about, about uh, aggression. Uh, treatments and the overview that Ken did and many people on the panel are involved in actually uh, dealing with uh, aggressive and reactive and whatever those other things, way that people describe it are. And so my, one of the questions that came up was what is your experience with the generalization uh, of getting the animal to generalize if you've uh, helped them get more calm in the presence of, let's say, one single person uh, in a household? Uh, how quickly, not quickly, do things generalize to other people in the household, to other people maybe outside the household? Is there a difference between, uh, between reactivity and generalization to people, to dogs, to objects, sort of that general category of uh, generalization? How quickly does it move, especially with any of the treatments? that? Uh, were discussed or that you use? Julie, she's yeah. nodding her head. I love no the nodding of the right. head.
1: I can I can answer that very, very quickly. Drugs are good. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> very good. oh this is a personal question. No, oh, sorry, about <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, we'll talk about that more we later. Are, we are in California. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah, we are in
0: California. <laughs>
1: Um, If you do have that, where the issue has generalized, I mean, I'm gonna be talking about this tomorrow in depth because is the aggression, which is 99.9% fear-related, I mean, it's gonna be, are they, so is it all people? Is it men? Is it women? So then we have to create a hierarchy. Then is it only in the home? Is it off the property? So, you know, we gotta look at that to see if it's really generalized. If it's generalized to all people, we can't control that we can't desensitize that because we can't control the stimulus. In that case, we have to have drug desensitization because we can't control the stimulus. And that dog is being flooded constantly everywhere he goes. And if he's afraid of, if it's only in the home, that makes it a lot differently because that indicates that it's the space that is the issue. So then we'll take them off the property and see what kind of a reaction we're getting there so that we can pinpoint it. If it's just in the home, Then it's much easier because you're not really general. You may be generalizing people, but the whole idea is that you're getting used to different people coming into the home, so it's more precise. But if it's multiple issues, we use drug desensitization a lot. Drugs are good.
0: So the answer to that one is: if if it truly needs to be generalized to a very wide population, often you find that the your recourse is must be
1: behavior modification. Microphone. behavior model if, if, if it's generalized you know one of the things you have to be able to do is control the stipul- stimulus stimulus accru- control when it occurs if it's occurring all the time and you can't be and you're still in the desensitization process desensitization won't work counter conditioning won't work you can do some opera, you know response substitution stuff like that but in the end you're going to be really doing it up all right like but that.
0: let me raise it up one. let's suppose it's reactivity to uh uh, oak trees. <laughs> okay, how,
1: about, how about black dogs? Let's say right, we have, a, big, we have a bigot you. dog. Okay, so he he aggresses towards only black dogs. So then, does that generalize over? I think that the more you do it, and the more the dogs generalize, I think it does. But I think it's something that you're always going to have to keep your eye on too, because it may not be black dogs. It may be black hairy dogs that stare at me so again you can't always pull it out but the more you generalize the better it goes
2: anybody else I I was just gonna say that based on based on the research I did at looking at the different procedures if you look at it from the other perspective even if it is a very specific kind of thing for many of the procedures you can you can train it out of their reaction to one specific animal but then The next animal has, it takes several times and a variety of situations before it becomes generalized to the point that they, that they're not aggressive toward that that particular type of thing ever or at all. And you always have to be aware of it. I don't think you could ever say it's completely gone because, uh, but it is helpful to figure out what the specific stimuli is, what the specific situation is. And just because you've gotten rid of the problem with that one particular animal, The next time a different dog shows up, you may have to go through the procedure again and again, but it gets faster each time.
1: It gets much easier each time.
3: Um, If you come tomorrow to my talk. (laughs) 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 I will teach you how to think about generalization. Yeah, because, you know, it is a complex issue and there is a lot of confusion on that and, and thinking about this, it, like, you know, we are very passive. The problem is that we are very passive uh, um, uh, with respect to generalization and the technique is basically we we call it and in the name in my field they call it is train and hope for generalization (laughs) (laughs) and that's what a lot of people do be in it's because of misunderstanding of what generalization is and where it comes from and how to deal with it and um, you know the, so so my talk on that is, I mean, you're going to get one hour and a half of that. And actually, you know, some of my examples are going to be because I haven't done much research on uh, on this uh, except for with aggressive dogs because that's when you need it. How to be able to generate, how you to sold, be able to... You sold the faculty. They're like, you <laughs> know, when is it? <laughs> <laughs> How to be able, how to, be able to, to, to generalize it, you know? And yes, a lot is, is part of the reason comes from the cue, yes, but that's just one variable. The other is something that you learn tomorrow, the instructional cue, <laughs> and also the constant stimuli, and even the reinforcer. So all those variables might interfere with the generalization if you're looking at, uh, at that, or they, uh, you can have response competition. And that is so so what you have to do is an analysis of, of the stimulus conditions, but beyond the queue the and beyond the queue, and I tell you how to do it tomorrow, and also the, 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 the response competition issue. The, if you know the queue, and I said, to me, like for example in cat, what we do, and we started beginning like that, right from the beginning. We don't take, you see, because we learned this, you know, this happens even with humans. You know, you have a fearful human, goes to the therapist's uh, room, then he gets relaxed in the therapist's rooms, but he goes outside in the park, he's still nervous. And oh, it didn't generalize. Of course it's not gonna generalize, you're not training on the right conditions. So the best treatment in mean aggression is to do it in the natural environment, right there when it happens. Why? Because you're gonna be, you're gonna be able to distinguish all this behavior under the relevant stimuli. That's one. Now, there are other techniques, like uh, like teaching sufficient exemplars, uh, bringing common stimulus, stimuli, training loosely, or mediate the generalization that you can use to accelerate this, this, uh, this generalization, but you have to actively program for it. If you are just doing your treatment and waiting for generalization, good luck, okay? <laughs> Kathy.
4: It's fast, I would just like to speak for both Michelle and me to say we're irritated that we're talking at the same time. You are tomorrow and are gonna miss <laughs> your talk. I'm sad, um, but also I- Not my ca- fault
0: i actually Just phone. saying, not my phone.
4: Time during the phone session. I <laughs> <laughs> But maybe this will be available on demand. Yes. Yeah. And maybe we could... Uh, that's yeah. a separate in conversation. Chicago. All right. So in Chicago. No Mike, my, my <laughs> just comment on the question that you read. It implied to me that someone was hoping for benchmarks in reactivity to objects versus people versus dogs. And can you give us benchmarks? And I don't know. I've only... I've only done aggression consultations for about eight or nine years, so I'm not an expert <laughs> at it, but no. I, I mean, you want to be able to go, yeah, dog um, aggression's going to take this long, and Nuh-uh. at least in my case, it's too variable to give those kind of benchmarks. When someone calls me to make a consultation appointment, I want to say to them, if you're not willing to devote at least three or four months to even do the experiment to see if we can make progress, you might not want to pay me the money to talk to you I'm not saying it's going to take only that long, or even as much as that long, but it's likely. It's a months-long procedure, no matter what it is. And I don't want to have them come and think it's a three-week procedure, and then we'll be done, because I think I'm setting them up falsely. But yet, they'll very often say to me, and when will I be done? And I can't answer that for them. It's just, in my experience, too variable.
0: Is Emma here as well? No,
1: she's got a workshop. Oh,
0: right. That's new this year. Thank you for reminding me.
1: Erin, I, I have a question though. Again, I'm i in the question.
0: Your panel. You I can know, only but, answer but I have like the best people okay. in
1: the world. So, so isn't it interesting? And Temple Grandin was at Purdue, and she, I want to know what you guys think about this because I asked her at many. It was many years ago, and I said, well, okay, dogs don't generalize things really well, but doggone it, they do too. You know, one man steps on their foot, and all men are horrible. And what she told me was that she felt that we're th- the more emotional a situation was, the more likely they would generalize, versus something that was more of a That's learning experience, teaching a lesson, they were less likely to generalize. And so I wondered if you guys had any feedback on that. It made sense to me.
3: You know, the, yeah, that might happen, but it depends on the stimulus conditions that are, uh, the, that are present. So you see it's like every single teaching it, 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 the problem is, is that, that we need to think of a stimulus class, so that man that step on it shares some common members of the stimulus class with other with other men. now if it, you get a generic man then then, yes, it will generalize farther. But if you get a very unique guy, it's not going to generalize. So it's going to depend on the stimulus conditions that is learned. In my experience, and to my surprise, it is that aggression, yes, there are these dogs that, uh, they do it all over the place, and... Usually it's because the owners teach them to generalize. It's not like the thing that they are, they know that the dog is aggressive, they still go to the park, they still go to the store, they still go, and all what they are doing, it is just programming generalization of aggression, so to speak. You know, the dogs that we like the best is that they, and they go really fast, like Riley, like the one that you saw, it is that the owner knows about it and right away put them in house arrest. Because there is ma- a, a very little uh, conditions that, uh, that you have to deal with. The hardest dogs is that the ones who have gone with fight trainers. Because those guys have learned all kinds of tricks and you just have to distinguish all kinds of behaviors. But usually, and, and this is to my surprise, and this is when I started thinking different about aggression. Most people think about aggression uh, as a trait or something. It, it is really just behavior under very specific stimulus control, very specific stimulus. I'll give you an example. Like for example, we deal with a dog that it was aggressive toward UPS men only, with hats, but the hats had to be frowned, the hat frowned, if you put it back, the dog was not aggressive. <laughs> if he put it halfway here, the dog was ambivalent. If <laughs> He put it front, the dog was aggressive. I mean, that's so, so minutely and, and usually is very specific. So a lot of what we do before we do the training, we a, experiment and vary the environment in many ways to try to figure out what cues are involved. And when we do the training, this is the technical common stimulus when we do the training we include as many or those stimuli as we can during the training to save us time in the in the generalization treatment cool.
0: any over there all right i'm coming down oh. Oh. baby <laughs> ah. feel like Geraldo. oh there we go that never happens to Geraldo. okay well that's all right i still have to The mic is a cue that you have the floor. Is that working? Hello?
4: Is it working? I have three dogs, and
1: you're talking about aggression up there. My one dog is the sweetest thing in the whole
4: world to anybody that comes to the house. Everybody, when I take her out, I take her to a dog show. I take her to class. She loves all the dogs. She loves all the people. Got it. I take her for a walk
1: in my neighborhood, and if she sees another dog coming, she goes ballistic.
4: What is that? (laughs) I don't... Huh? Common. <laughs> Is she territorial and protecting me? or How do I get rid of that behavior? I won't walk her You anymore. know how I got rid of it? I don't walk out my door. I don't walk in my neighborhood. I literally go a half mile away in my car and walk my dog somewhere else. It's really common for dogs to be leash aggressive in their own neighborhood. I mean, I could talk to you oh. further, and I'm, I'm happy to do that, but specific leash reactivity or aggression to dogs in neighborhoods... I, really, that's a big bulk of animals I work with. I mean, oh. I really do in my own life avoid it by saying I usually don't walk out my own door in my neighborhood. There are a lot of dogs behind fences and that ambush yes. my dog, and it's just it's a less pleasant walk. I could fix it. I just don't care enough. I drive a half mile away to the waterfront. <laughs> okay. It's all done. That's what I'm going to do. We truly totally can fix it, but it is, is really not that uncommon. It's it's amazing to me how context-specific leash aggression can be. Oh, all right. right.
3: Except we could it fix it if you
4: want. You can email me or you could just walk somewhere else.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Except hey. if you live in New York, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. Then you have to fix it. Well, come all the way, I mean, into the, I, I don't know what I do about this. I'm I don't want to stand in front of people. I'm just uh, pass this down. How do they handle this? And I guess they only ask for people on the ends. <laughs> some people ask their questions.
4: Thank you. Uh, I I have a similar Uh situation, exactly like what she said. However, this happened after I've had my dog for six years. What do you think is going on? We're doing a
3: road
4: of case Uh, analysis. We
3: do this for... Oh, okay. Learning is going all the time. And unfortunately, you know, and that's... You can, like Ken said, you have to maintain it. Once that you train a behavior, guess what? you know extinction i often tell to my students extinction it is a blessing and a curse it's a blessing when you want to like can you imagine if you learn one behavior and you get stuck and you don't like it and you get stuck with it for life that's not good but then if you train your behavior a dog a good behavior there is always a chance of extinction or reshaping so like, can give you the advice. You have always to look uh, at the environment and not to, and try to avoid those places where you know that there are dogs that are, are at that are risk. But you know, the neighborhoods, are, uh, they are very, it is a, a, a complex stimulus control. We deal with one in New York. I didn't know that these women will see like 30 dogs in, in a walk. And I could not believe it until I saw the video because all these guys live in apartments. It's not like here and Europe, And almost every one of them has a dog. Or something. So it's a lot of encounters. And what was very interesting to me, it is that the amount of stimulus conditions that we have to deal with. One, it is walking in parallel. Walking, facing each other. Turning corners. And we did all these during the day. One day she was uh, <laughs> going out at night, shadows were a problem, so we have to repeat it, the shadows. So in order to deal with this, you have to know the stimulus conditions. You Just don't wait for generalization. There is particular stimulus conditions. When people say to me now, when I say, oh, I, I fixed my dog, but he digressed, and say, no, he didn't digress. What happened is that now you encounter one stimulus conditions that you were, a stimulus condition that you were not aware of. The dog is still sweet and, and whatever in and these other stimulus conditions. What happened is that you didn't know that this new stimulus condition, it, it, so you just have to work with it because all the stimulus conditions have to undergo some, sting, some extinction or some retraining. But does it have to be a new stimulus a condition?
0: I mean, I would think what she's and suggesting is, is things haven't changed a whole lot. The dog seems to just have gotten older. Nothing else seems to have changed. It, or, has, or is it that that's perception's you know, incorrect? You that could, something you, must have changed? You,
3: Something's changed. Something changed. You know, okay. you could have idea. You know, just to give you an, an idea, like the, if you have a dog, let me do it with the other behavior. If you have, like, for example, Skinner did this experiment. He trained a pigeon to peck a green key and then he put it away for ten years. Ten years and, and and no contact with lights or anything else. He put the pigeon back and he and he started pecking like he was yesterday. Pigeons live to ten years old. Eh. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and uh, probably like that, the longer than, the, but you know, so what happened It is that maybe this dog, you know, maybe this dog, that has the issue, but in the places where you, you don't live, where you live, that stimulus is never present, and it so happened that now it's present, and then you have the reaction. And the problem with that, since we were talking about backchaining, the problem with that, so now the dog has a chance to learn it in new stimulus conditions that are together with that, and that's how things start, start getting worse. But so the understanding here, really to understand, I mean, a valuable thing to do for aggression is to understand the stimulus control. To understand the conditions, the more that you understand uh, those conditions, the better you're gonna be at helping that. Even really, like we have a dog that it was only aggressive in the living room with teenagers moving. And then you have to uh, to say, okay, do you want to treat this, or do you just give this uh, or readopt this dog to a home where there is no teenagers and never gonna be teenagers. That dog is going to be fine because the stimulus conditions are not going to be present. And as long as the stimulus conditions are not going to be present, no aggression is going to happen. Because it's, again, it's behavior under very specific stimulus control.
1: You really rehome the teenagers, not the bloody dogs. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, 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 so I just want to so say cool. that that's illuminating, but far different from my own experience, not with dogs, but just, you know, 10 years ago, skiing the. The moguls didn't scare me at all. I went skiing this one. Now they scare me completely. The only thing that happened is I've gotten older. The mountains have not changed. So. A little more fear. Did you have some? Did you have some? Okay. This KPCT podcast sponsored by Karen Pryor Academy for animal training and behavior. Get the details on our professional dog trainers program. We develop, certify, and support excellent teachers and trainers. Visit www.karenprioracademy.com or call 800-472-5425. That's 800-472-5425.